0: Travis Bader, and this is the Silvercore podcast. Silvercore has been providing its members with the skills and knowledge necessary to be confident and proficient in the outdoors for over 20 years. And we make it easier for people to deepen their connection to the natural world. If you enjoy the positive and educational content we provide, please let others know by sharing, commenting, and following so that you can join in on everything that Silvercore stands for. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a member of the Silvercore club and community, visit our website at silvercore.ca. So I'm joined today by a man who has a mission. 2025, it's his goal to be able to run across Canada and break the world record for doing that. He's got a website, it's suchinmotion.ca, S-A-C-H-I-N-M-O-T-I-O-N.ca. He's raising money for Honor House to raise awareness for PTSD and for veterans. Welcome to the Silvercore podcast, Sachin Lati. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Holy crow. So (laughs) I, I get this message from longtime supporter of Silvercore and the Silvercore podcast, Jared Scaffinetti. Yep. So he works or worked up until recently at the range Langley, Mm -hmm. Canada's largest indoor range. And he sends a message over. He's like, Travis, are you following the stories that Sachin has on Instagram? And I'm, and I'm in the middle of a few other things. And I'm, so I quickly, I go over to it and there's a slew of stories up and I go click, 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 click. And one of them, there's Jared wearing a silver core hat and (laughs) and he's sitting down with you. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's what he said. He's like, Hey, look at me, I'm wearing some swag. And so I'm text him back real quick. I'm like, Hey, looking sharp. He's like, no, 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 not me. Sachin, listen to what he has to say. So I started going through there, seeing what you're doing, very, very ambitious. So you've got 18 years in law enforcement and you're obviously very fit. You're looking, looking very fit. Thank you. Appreciate that. (laughs) And you've got a number of. Runs that you've already gotten under your belt, a hundred kilometers at a time. And you're building up to 2025 to do this rather ambitious run across Canada. So that'd be from Newfoundland, Terry Fox statue over to Vancouver, Terry Fox statue. I think the current record on that is what? 67 days, 10 hours and an undisclosed number of minutes by a guy by the name of Dave Proctor. Exceptional guy named Dave Proctor.
1: Have you talked with him? I have not. I have a few friends that have, Okay, and they've nothing but glowing um comments about the guy right and like a awesome person um just a, a good person like a nice person well jared was thinking he says you know everything you're
0: trying to do with the silvercore podcast you're trying to spread positivity raise awareness uh, people who enjoy the outside world as you do i mean running's not an indoor activity <laughs> unless you got a treadmill right yeah <laughs> and it's not as fun no <laughs> What, what culminated, what, what caused this spark in you to, to light?
1: That's a long story and it's a good question for sure. Um, I'd say it probably all started right before the pandemic kicked. Okay. So I was going, uh, I was married Okay. and, uh, I was going through a separation and a divorce and I would say I was probably the squeaky wheel in that marriage. Mm. So it, 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 um, it caused me to unplug and reflect on a lot of things that I contributed to. Mm -hmm. And I came to the realization that I wanted to just be a better person and be a better person for everyone around me. So that's what started things in terms of like, just wanting to have a better, more positive outlook on things. So I got to imagine
0: that there is going to be a gradual Decline in your outlook on life at that time. I mean that it's going to take its toll, and it's funny. I we were talking about this earlier before the podcast that for a podcast that deals with uh, hunting, fishing, outdoors, the people, and businesses that comprise a community, how many times mental health comes up in just our discussions. And I don't think it's an unusual thing to what I'm doing here on the podcast. I think everybody's dealing with something to one degree or another. And I think the uh, pandemic and the stressors associated with that have helped amplify that. Where were you at?
1: Like what? Oh man. (laughs) Holy moly. Uh, worst time of my life. Yeah. Mentally. For sure. Because I was, I was presented with what kind of person I was Mm. and I wasn't happy with that. So, I mean, look, the reality was I wasn't, I thought I was a good husband, Mm. you know, I was doing, going through the motions, doing, you know, paying the bills, taking care of my daughter, all these types of things, Sure, but I wasn't engaged into the marriage and good or bad, I stepped out on various occasions and And my ex-wife didn't deserve any of those things. She was, she's a good person, Mm. awesome mother. Mm. And, um, I felt extremely terrible because I'm not that guy and I was, I I started asking myself questions: what's, what's going on here? Why, why am I self-destructive? And that was just one element of the self-destructive behavior. I had many, many, many other ones. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
0: I think we all do this to some degree or another, don't we? And you got to. Question Why is that? What, what is it that draws a person into to be self destructive? Like, yeah. I guess not everybody's like that. Some people are really good at being able to identify, and some people, certain paths start going down and they have a hard time stopping, regrouping, turning around, and picking a different path. Mm-hmm. Well, for me,
1: my ego was out of control. Mm-hmm. I had a self, no, I had an inflated ego mm-hmm. and an ego that, um, what was it? my self-worth and self-confidence, all these things were not really where they should have been, or at least where I would have wanted them to be. Right. And so I inflated my ego to a degree that was like, holy moly, this is out of control ego. <laughs> I thought it was the, I thought I knew everything.
0: Kind of right. like a protective mechanism.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You just absolutely. put the armor up and can't be hurt. And and that's how I functioned throughout my entire life. Mm. And, uh, actually, I was talking to a friend of mine, Sean Taylor Yeah. and, and he was. We know gonna, Sean. Yeah. Well, he's more than a friend for me, but he was mentioning to me that, um, you're, you know, he was straight up told me your ego is inflated mm. and, um, you just never been challenged throughout your entire life and you've kind of navigated through that and it's actually protected you and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So anyways, long story short, I, um, I didn't really know how to kind of get out of the mud mess that I created mm. and like, I, I was just stuck in it. Like I was, I was. I was stuck right, and, um, I didn't have any idea how to get out of it. So I had no, at the time I didn't really have any safe spaces either. So like in terms of where I was living. So when we were going through the divorce, it was during the pandemic and we had a basement suite, so we didn't want anyone else to rent it because they could squat and blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. So I ended up moving into the basement suite of the house that I bought with my ex-wife and was paying rent for two years with my daughter living upstairs. And I, you know, it just was an uncomfortable environment to be in for I, I a can long see duration that. of time. And at that time I was also working obviously, and the pandemic was in full effect and our workplace was doing a sort of, um, a work rotation where not everyone would be in the workplace all the time. Mm. So you would be on work for a couple of weeks and then you would work from home for a couple of weeks or like things of that nature. Right. right. So when. I'd be sitting at home, I'd be in a basement suite and I'd be by myself the entire time. And I wasn't going out and I, I was starting to wallow and really get really deeper and deeper and deeper into the toxic thinking that I was in. Mm-hmm. And, um, at that time I, you know, I, I was still working out, still working. I was still doing everything, but I was keeping it together just by the skin of my teeth, Right. you know what I mean? And, uh. You know, I I hadn't started running at this point yet, and I had started buying some books. I wasn't a huge reader. Okay, actually, I wasn't a reader. I mean, I'd, really, I'd, like not like not like I would imagine you or a Sean Taylor or a Seb Lavoie or these types of people. Um, I no, I wasn't. You
0: know, I'll tell you a secret
1: uh, on reading. I don't know
0: if it's a byproduct of the ADHD or what. I've got about thirty books on the go right now. Hmm. Not one of them is finished. And not all of them are started on chapter one, right? It's just all all through there. And I go real quick, try and find what's going to keep that interest, where's the value. And then the second that kind of wanes, I'm on to the next
1: one. And at some point I'm sure I'll complete them all, but, uh, yeah. Well, I'm kind of like that now. I'm kind of like that now. Yeah. So I have about, I don't have that many books on my, on my table, but I have them on my coffee table. I've got about 10 or 15 books there. Right. And in the morning when I have coffee, I'll just grab one and just kind of peruse through it. And depending on what I'm feeling at the moment, I might just stick with like r- lately, it's been a mental health book I've been reading. Okay. Um, just to, uh, my mood, whatever it is, sure. I'll just pick it up. But now having said that I was at that time when I was going through all the mess,
2: yeah. I was like, shit, man,
1: what do I do? So I, st- I, I went and I'm uh, all in type of fella, right? I, I You I, strike I, me as yeah. an all in type <laughs> of fellow. And, uh, I, I obsess and, and things like that. And so I went on a rabbit hole with Jordan Peterson for a while. Okay. And, um, and then I went in a rabbit hole with Jocko Willink for a while. Mm. And then I uh, picked up Extreme Ownership and I read that. And, um, so after reading that book, I took some ownership of a few things in my life. And, um, I wanted to own my responsibility and the marriage and what I did. So we had a nice house. I didn't, I didn't, um, I wanted my daughter to have a nice house too. Right. So, you know. My ex-wife and my daughter are in the house and I'm happy that they're there. Um, financially it didn't work out for me in that regard, but mm-hmm. I'm absolutely ecstatic on how it turned out now after a couple of years have passed. Now, okay. um, so I read Extreme Ownership, yep. so I, I own that. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I read a few more books and then I picked up Can't Hurt Me, Goggins book, David Goggins. It And sorry to interrupt
0: here, but isn't it funny how your life can completely change a second. You own whatever it is that's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about something earlier before the podcast and you're like, oh, I'm really sorry that, uh, that happened. I said, why? And once you're able to fully own whatever it is that's happening to you,
1: you author your own destiny. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing that in real time now. Cool. Right. So like, even in this conversation, I might have a revelation or come to a realization of something. Cause that's been happening to me regularly when I speak to people mm-hmm. and I see things when I start talking, I start realizing things in that moment. Sometimes we are connected in a very
0: interesting way, humans that is I've, I'm learning that more and more, the more podcasts we do there, there's an interconnectivity to these different things that, uh, I don't think is by happenstance or coincidence and is probably very likely due to how we start changing our outlooks and how we start, uh, comporting ourselves and thinking, and Mm -hmm. you find that birds of a feather start to flock together and your, your circles tend to change and your, how you're able to actually affect what happens to you in
1: real time, like you're saying, becomes very tangible. Mm -hmm. And I agree a hundred percent and I'm seeing that I'm experiencing it Mm -hmm. right now. Um, my circle is is changing. My friends of 18 years are no longer around me mm. and, uh, and n- n- no negativity to anybody. It's just, just the way the reality is. You, you know, change. Yeah. People change, evolve and move in different directions. And some change with you, some th- don't, some that's don't. okay. And I think on the path that I'm on most people, uh, I don't know, like it's, it might be a lonely journey for a couple more years for me, I suspect, I don't know. It's, it's all uncertain to sure. be honest. Anyway, so I, I, I was reading that Goggins book full disclosure, I read the first two chapters <laughs> and I didn't finish it, but I got enough what I wanted out of it at that moment. Right. And, uh, what I got out of it was like, well, it uh, resonated with me cause some of the experiences that he had as a child mm. and then, um, resonated with me cause I, I, th- my ego was very inflated. Right. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I fashioned myself. I thought I was an individual like that. And like, I wanted to be something like that. And, right. and, um. So I was like, okay, so what do I not like to do? And, um, I don't like running Mm. and I hadn't ran since high school. I'm 44 now. Last time I ran was when I was 17, 18 years old. Sure. And, um, so I was like, okay, cool. And I was a bodybuilder too before, right? So I was lifting lots of weights back in the day. Yeah. And I was, I just, I was doing, and for five or six years I've been training jujitsu. So I thought my cardio was decent. So I never really ran Mm. and, um. So I, I started and uh, I just, I didn't have any frame of reference, <laughs> I didn't know what I was <laughs> doing. And I, as an individual myself, I don't connect with people often. I haven't in the past, right? Mm-hmm. I was just a really, like I had friends. Sure. But, but it, you're an individual. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And, and, um, so I scheduled myself to do like three, five K's a week, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of thing. And, you know. Again, I had no frame of reference. My times were what they were and they weren't exceptional or anything, but I didn't know what was exceptional. (laughs) It was like 35, 40 minutes for a 5k. Okay, whatever. Sure. Right. Yeah. And, um, but I, I stuck with it. Um, I don't know why I stuck with it. I just did. (laughs) Was it difficult to stick to or. It was extremely difficult. Okay. I wasn't a runner and, um. Do you think that might be why you stuck with it? It's a good question. Let me think about that. Yeah, there's a possibility of that. I think because I didn't, I I've never quit anything. Mm. Physical. Sure. Physically, I've never quit anything. Right. And, um, so there, maybe there's an element of that and, and I, it, I, I saw it as a problem and I was trying to solve the problem. So like, for example, let's say, for example, I'm running in my, my glutes are tighter than normal and I don't know what's going on here. And so I'll problem solve it. Okay. Maybe instead of quitting, I would say, okay, maybe I need to do this to help relieve that issue, Mm. just kind of problem solve it. Right. And and I kept doing that. And so, but mind you, again, no clue. So I would first ran with like a 10 pair, 10 year old pair of shoes. Right. And then, oh, and I kept, I was using those <laughs> shoes for the first couple months. Right. And they were 10 years old. Yeah. Now that might sound normal for everyone, but it's absolutely not. Not for, <laughs> not for a runner. No, no, no. absolutely <laughs> not. So I, I started in, uh, within about two months uh, and I'm a goal type of guy. Mm-hmm. So I like setting, uh, goals all the time. And, um, so I set a goal for me in right at the beginning and I was like, okay, I want to be able, be able to run 21 K, um, now. So, um, I went and ran 21. I, it wasn't pretty. It was, sure. it was pretty ugly. Yeah. And after I'd done that, and it, as you can imagine, going through the divorce separation, my self-esteem, my confidence, my self-worth, all the things were in the dumps mm-hmm. and I felt like a piece of garbage to sure. be honest. I right? can see that. And, um. You know, I was really alone cause most of my friends weren't really engaging with me and didn't really kind of understand me. So I was, you know, I was, I was running and I was doing these things and I ran this 21 K and, um, I felt really good about doing that It made me feel good about myself, right? Cause I did something that no one told me to do. No one forced me to do it. I got up and did it and something that I never thought in a million years I would even do. And that gave me something.
0: But that wasn't enough.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't i you know as, as we're
0: going through here <laughs> I, I i have a question that i the second that i started looking at what you're doing i'm going to save it for a little bit okay? because you've got a story here that you're telling and it's very it's interesting like you were talking before about a the hero's journey yeah right i, I remember uh, i think joseph conrad referencing that hero's journey and it, what did he write heart of darkness mm-hmm. and, uh, Star Wars is mm-hmm. based on the hero's journey. So, so many different things are, are based on the hero's journey and what you're telling right now is.
1: It is very similar. It's very similar, extremely similar. And, um, and I didn't even know that it was even like, I, I didn't know hero's journey was even a term until <laughs> I started reading and I talked to talking to my friend, Sean. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, yeah, I did that and I was like, oh, cool. And there's also you know, stories behind me doing it, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, I don't want to get in the weeds about that kind of stuff, but the 21 K it, it drove me and I did that. And then I said, I wanted to set more goals okay. and I wanted to achieve higher, higher goals. And, um, so I just kept kind of grinding it out. Jiu jitsu it's, uh, because of the pandemic, jiu was kiboshed. Right. So then I took another dive because, mm. so, um, as you can imagine, or s- some of your listeners might understand that Uh, when you're dealing with some mental health issues, depression or whatever the thing is, um, connection is an extremely important piece, connecting with people, not being alone. And jujitsu was that for me. And I, when I was going to jujitsu, even though I wasn't hanging out with my friends or anything like that, jujitsu was that for me. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would go and hang out with my, my friends, my partners and training partners. And, um, I would connect with them and that was taken away because of the pandemic. And that was a hot mess for me. Mm -hmm. I, I broke down. Mm. Um, I cry, like, I mean, I was crying, like, I, like, like legitimately, yeah. like just broke down and. Based on the lack of social human connection. I was, man, it got to a point where I was so alone. I just wanted to hug somebody. Yeah. Like, honestly, man, it, like just thinking about it, it makes me feel not good. Yeah, it, I, I hear I, it. I, I, uh, I would call a friend of mine and i like, Hey, can I just come over for a hug or something? Like I, like that's how. Freaking terrible I was feeling. Right. And, um, man, yeah, it was, it was, it was a rough go. And, um, so anyways, I, I, like I said, I set goals Mm -hmm. and I listened to podcasts and I was trying to learn as much as I could from different areas. And like most people, a lot of people listen to Joe Rogan's podcast or some people anyway, and I was listening to his. I I heard he's got a podcast. It's pretty good. I've heard. It's all right. Is, Is it popular? Decent. (laughs) He had this kind of cool guy on there that I was listening to Cameron Haynes and, um, and I've obviously heard Cam Haynes quite a few times on his podcast, but Mm -hmm. this particular moment kind of really stuck with me because he's in his fifties and when he's training for an ultra, he's running a marathon a day. And I was like, forget that I can do that. Yeah. Or why can't I do that? Well, one man can be able to do that.
0: Well, one man can do another can do. Right. Right. So that's what I was thinking, right? Right.
1: So like it, it was. If I didn't know that was a thing, I wouldn't even know it was a thing. Okay. Yeah. So now I know it's a thing. (laughs) I brought it on the radar. Yeah, basically. And, and, um, so it's like, okay, how do I do that? How do I get myself to run 42 K a day? Okay. Let me think about it. So then I set up a plan to do that or not. That would have been very lofty at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So the initial goal was to do 21 K a day for seven days. That's still pretty lofty. Yes. So I didn't know how to do that so, and I didn't hire anyone. The whole first year was me just grinding yeah, and figuring it out all on my own, not smart at all. Did you sustain injuries through that process? Nothing substantial. Okay. Nothing substantial. Um, you know, little things here and there, but nothing, sure. nothing crazy. And, um, so I set a goal to do that and uh, it took me about 10 weeks. Mm. So I would do 10 K a day. No, it started with 11. I started with 11 K a day and every week I would add in a kilometer to it. So go 11, 12, 13 for until 21 K. And then I got to 21 K and I did that for the week. And again, it wasn't pretty, Mm. but I did it. I was working full time, still going to work every day. Wow. A daughter who was three or four going through a divorce, going through all these things. And I still did that. So for me, that was like, oh man, it made me feel good. Totally. That I was able to accomplish something like that. And then some, I was still at work. So some of the people I was working with were seeing that, right. And they're like, holy shit, right. What's going on here? Right. And so then, but again, I was in my own head doing my own thing. And then I started thinking, there's gotta be a way that we can leverage this for more positivity. Cause I'm doing something now here. I'm running. I, there's something that, I, it just came to my head. I gotta do something here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that came up. I don't know the reason why I was thinking about that, but it just did. And I decided to run a hundred K and raise money for the BC Yukon Legion for veterans and first responders, RCMP with PTSD Mm. and, um, never fundraised in my entire life. Right. Never did anything for anyone else other than my job, which isn't really, it is doing something for other people, but there's levels I think. Sure. And, um, and I didn't look at my job as that. Mm-hmm as service, like you're in so the cool.
0: service industry, right? but you're still getting paid for it. Yeah. It's still a job. Yeah. And it's different.
1: It, 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 it's, it's, it's a different thing. It's and, not quite as selfless. Right. And, um, and it got to the point where I was Going in for a paycheck, essentially. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had lost my. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I lost my purpose. I lost. I was disillusioned. So, all these things. So that's that's an interesting one you bring up on purpose, and yep. that's going to allude to my question. Oh, that, you got that, it, bro. <laughs> I got. I got. I got it all <laughs> full for you. Um, so yeah, I. Uh, so I started now. So I said that essentially the hundred k and the raising the money is another goal, right? Mm-hmm. So I set that goal and I was like, okay, I want to do that for Remembrance Day. Uh, it's going to be called run to remember. Mm. Uh, it was on the 7th of November, 2021. And I started fundraising in August of 2021 okay. and from August to September, I raised $21,000 and Holy never, God. never, ever in my life, ever doing anything like that. And it was all through social media. And it was all, and then from, um, uh, word of mouth from other people. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, uh, Global News ended up doing a story on me. I saw that. And, yes. And they did a couple stories mm-hmm. or whatever. And, um, which was extremely helpful to get the word out. Sure. Cause like maybe like a day before the story went out, it was, we were about eight, $9,000 and then f- within a week, it was like boom, 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 boom. Wow. After the news. Wow. And, um, so I want to thank Rumina Dea for that because she was instrumental and connected with me and she, um, wanted to get the story out there at that time. Awesome. And, um, so again, I, you know, trying to plan the run, doing the run, all these different things happening all at the same time under a lot of stress. Yeah. Um, and I ran from Chilliwack PRTC, the, uh, yeah. I ran from PRTC yeah. to Vancouver airport. That's going to be a hundred K right there. Yeah. And yeah. I, I did that in, um, 14 hours and 58 minutes. Wow. Um, on a, <laughs> I pulled my hamstring the week before. And so uh, luckily it was, it was still, it was manageable, but yeah. I had, it, I, I got it worked on and everything. And, but, um, yeah, so I did that and that, uh, changed my entire perspective on, it gave me a significant paradigm shift in perspective on everything. How so? My friend Seb some, says something all the time and I like to say it sometimes too. <laughs> meaningful things with meaningful people.
0: Yes, he does say that, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. And, um, so I, I wanted more meaning in my life. I felt, um, it just didn't have any meaning, man. I was, felt just like I was just not doing anything. Mm. I was just kind of living a life. I was waiting to die. You know, when you see people like just they're going paycheck and doing their thing and they're not really doing anything, it's just a, it's a sad life, right? It's uh, what's the term?
0: NPC. Have you heard that one? No. Uh, people call a person an NPC. It's a video game term. They say they're a non-playable character. Oh, okay. Right? They yes. just, they're just, they're there. Yeah. They're doing their thing. Yeah. The story's not about them.
1: Yeah. And I, i I just wanted more meaning in my life. And yeah, I was, I had a daughter and I have a daughter and I love her to to sure. everything. And, uh, and, and, but for me, that's not, my purpose isn't my daughter, mm-hmm. right? My, like she's my daughter and I love her and I'll, but she's yeah. got her own purpose and yeah. I have my own purpose. Yeah. And so I, and I've, I've seen my parents and other family and cultures and whatever, and yeah. their purpose was me and my brother. And what I've noticed when my parents put all their things into us. It gave too much of a pressure or, 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 um, it was too much. You don't have your child as your purpose. Cause now no. your happiness is derived through your child. Well, when, when you're the one who's supposed to control all of your own happiness, all right. of your own joy. So I realized that over the last six months mm-hmm. that, um, I love my daughter, but she's not the source of my happiness. Mm-hmm. I am. Right. And it has to be that way. You should
0: never give away. What's the term abrogate control, uh, you should of your joy or your pain mm. to a third party. Mm-hmm. I'm happy because you came here today. I'm upset because you did this. Well, no, I'm, I'm upset because I choose to be upset. What you did was something that I may have taken offense to, but that's me taking offense. That's me taking those points. And if we give an external, a third party, the ability to make us
1: happy we are by default giving them the control to make us sad. Absolutely. And I never realized that before. Mm. So I lived a life kind of like that. And then slowly over the last two or three years, I've kind of been shifting out of that. But anyway, so I ran that hundred K and that was, uh, definitely changed my life and the way I looked at things, but I was extremely desperate still, Mm -hmm. very, very dark Mm. and I didn't know what what to do with my life. Did you recognize as dark or do you look
0: back and recognize it as being dark? Because I've talked to a lot of people and they say, you know, when I was in it, I just figured I was in it. I didn't really, I was just going through the motions and yeah, things are rough, but when I look back between Cause everything's balanced, right? The whole yin and yang, when you can see light and he can see the darkness and how bad it is by comparison, right? No, I
1: knew I was messed. Yeah. Yeah. I knew, man, I, I I got medicated. I had a major depressive episode. I had to go to the doctor, like the whole nine yards. Yeah. Like I was not good. Like, and I'm not that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I'm not that anything wrong with that, but for me, it was very strange. Like I, I, there was a, a, a period of time I wasn't sleeping. Mm. And my stress levels were out of control. I had multiple injuries because of the stress, tore my bicep, mm. complete off. And Tore that's, it off. Holy crow. Yeah. You can see that. I, uh, um, you know, multiple different things there. were, uh, and I 70% tore my tricep tendon. You just pushed in too much weight. It wasn't even that. No, the stress was so high, cortisol levels so high that any sort of little small movements while I was like, I was training jujitsu, but nothing excessive. Right. And. Things like that would happen. Wow. So I wasn't sleeping much. I was sleeping two or three hours a night. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, the anxiety was just overwhelming, man. Like I couldn't stop thinking. Mm. It got to the point where I was like, man, I need to, like, I never really did much cannabis or smoked or anything like that. Mm. And I would start doing edibles just to turn down the volume in my head. Mm. It wasn't so much getting me high. Like I would, when it was even, and this is while I'm still running, mind you. Right. I would take a 20 milligram or a 30 milligram, uh, like edible and run wow. because not because I, I want to feel high It's cause I would be thinking too much. So I wanted to turn the volume down so I could actually just get a two hour run in or an hour and a half run in. Mm. So that's how messed up I was. Cause now I don't, I don't, none of that needs to be, it uh, needs to happen. Does running help turn the volume down? Absolutely. It does. But at that point, it, it was d- just too much. It, it was didn't... too, it was, it was too much. Yeah. It was just too much. And, um like a major depressive episode for me, I was like, what is going on here, man? Like I was like shaking at the doctor's office. Yeah. And, um, anyway, so we got the medication and, and, and that was a a trip for me because I never take those types of medications before. And it, it doesn't have such a stigma. I never take those
0: types of medications,
1: even just talking about it like that. There's a stigma associated with it. Actually, you know what? And let me rephrase that or reframe it because you're absolutely right. And I think, um. There's nothing wrong with taking medication. If you, if, if it's required for a certain period of time to help you get mm. situated. Right. Mm. And, uh, you know, I needed medication at that time. Like, sure. I, like, absolutely. And, um, it helped the first week. Didn't, it was terrible. <laughs> if you've ever had any medication <laughs> like that, well, the doctor goes to listen to this man. The doctor goes, yeah, you're going to have some side effects, four or five days, blah, 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 blah. And like, y- they always say that. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can, handle right. it." no way, man kicked me in the ass. Really bad. Huh? Like, n- like never. Like just amped up the, uh. No, it, uh, no so the side effects were nausea, headache, mm. extremely lethargic. Like mm. I was tired all the time for like four, four or five days and then it just stopped. Huh. It was like, it's just a chemical imbalance. Like, I guess the chemicals that are going through the brain, they're just restructuring sure. things. And, 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 and it took about four or five days for it to kind of climatize. Right. And then I, it just. Like a SSRI or something? Yeah. Something it was, uh, I'll tell you what it was, um. Symbalta. Okay. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so I, uh, that happened and, <laughs> uh, I'm still lost. And then lucky for me, a lot of people, not a lot of people, just very, some very special people. Um, well, so my friend, Seb, he's been a friend of mine for about, I don't know, four years or so. Mm. And, um, I saw him. About, oh, it was last year, just after the run, I saw him and Sean Taylor go to, um, Haiti. That's right. Yes. And I was at work still at the time and they had come back from Haiti and I'm, and I'm I saw Seb with this guy. I'm like, who's, who's this guy? <laughs> like, maybe a few months before that, I, I found out who he was, maybe in the summertime and around mm-hmm. that time. I'm like, who is this guy? So I go his Instagram, I'm like uh, tier one operator, warrant officer, bumbling my way through life, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Let me take a look at this guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I was tracking him a little bit, see who he was. And I like, I, I've, I've been around and I know what JTF2 is and I know what a, I know what he is and who he is mm-hmm. and, and understood the caliber of that type of individual and what they may be mm-hmm. before I met him. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, so. And then while I was doing the runs before the November 7th, he would, you know, message me or I'll message him and he'd say, oh yeah, good day. You know, whatever. right?" Yeah. And
0: so That's anyways, part of what he does now still is he coaches high performance athletes.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, so, um, he, uh, so he, w- I, I wanted to connect with him because I thought he's, I thought I could connect with someone. Hmm. Like I thought maybe I could connect with a tier one operator maybe, cause I'm just, something's a little bit different about me and I'm doing sure. really excessive stuff. Maybe there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. So when he was, uh, at the airport, his flight got canceled to Rosalind because of the weather. It was a snow or whatever it was. I can't, it was snowing. It right. Was, and, and, um, so I, I saw that he, and he likes to post on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Frequently, I think he's in and around 3,500 posts now. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Or 3,200. Yep. And, uh, and, um, so he posted something and I was like, hey man, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here at work. I'm finishing up here. You want to go for, grab a coffee or something? Actually, no, that's not true. I said, you want to go grab a beer? Right. And he's like, yeah, sure. But, uh, let's go grab a coffee. Okay. So he, he suggested the coffee. Yep. So I met with him at, uh, at, um, one of the, Aberdeen maybe in, 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 Richmond there, the yeah. mall, one of the malls there, I think it was Aberdeen anyway, uh, met with him, um, 30 minutes turned into about three hours mm-hmm. and, uh, we shared some stuff together mm. and, he, and we, ha- I had some similarities and a, a many like things that weren't similar, but there were some similarities there. Sure. And, um, I've, I've met a lot of people. I've interrogated or interviewed lots of people. Mm-hmm. I've never met anyone like him, he's anyone. A, he is a very interesting fellow, isn't he? Personally for me, I've never met anyone like that. And the reason why he's interesting for me and why I've never met anyone like that is cause he didn't know me from Adam. Mm-hmm. He's a, a guy from Rossland, BC. He probably has no connection to anyone in the Indo-Canadian community, probably. I don't know, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Yeah. But these are the things that were going through my head, right? Sure. And I'm like, uh, so what he did for me was he would Zoom call me three, four days a week, maybe even some weeks every single day for two hours a day. Wow. Wow. Just of his own volition. I needed some help and I wasn't in a good spot and, um. I wasn't in a good spot. So he, 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 he called and I would call him and, and then we would have conversations and then we'd discuss things and I would talk about what I want to do. He would, he would, essentially what he did was performance coach me out of where I was.
0: But you're in a place where you're ready to accept that too.
1: Yes. I was searching. Mm -hmm. I was on a mission to get help. I was looking for somewhere. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, uh, when I first met Seb four years ago is when I was kind of searching, I was gravitated towards Seb, I don't know why. He's a strong leader. Absolutely. Very
0: positive fellow.
1: Yeah. So when I saw Seb four or five years ago, I was like, okay, and I started kind of, you know, learning and understanding certain things from his perspective. And anyway, so yeah, I met Sean and, 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 um, Yeah, what he did was basically strip away the white noise and helped me realize and understand what kind of person I am and who I actually am and what I'm meant to do. Wow. No, and that's not bullshit. People pay a lot of money to get to that.
0: Why, I mean, Simon Sinek, he's got the, the golden circle or whatever it is and the, the why and finding your why. And he's probably one of the cheapest ones out there, but, uh. Uh, and probably one of the the better ones, from what I understand. But
1: people spend thousands of dollars on easily. So that's, what, that's one of the conversations we had. He go, he's like, I'm not going to give you an invoice, but you got work to do now. Mm. So Sean's not just a friend for me. Mm. He's my mentor. I talk to him as not as much as I have in the past. Sure, um, but I do connect with him often to have conversations because it's fun to talk Totally, and I enjoy his thought process and how he thinks and I like to think like him one day. You know, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's funny that you were saying earlier about
0: how you, your ego was out of control. And it was all about you and all of a sudden there's this realization and you don't know where it came from. Then there was, I got to be doing this for others and, uh, uh, you're raising money for the, for the Legion. You're raising money for the honor house. And Sean and I had a discussion about this as well too. And I I've heard polarizing opinions on it. You know, people say I'm in a bad place. I need to concentrate on me for a little bit. I got to fix me. And some people say. Hold on a second. If you really want to fix you look outward, help other people that will give your life some meaning or some purpose. I mean, Viktor Frankl wrote the mm. book, "Man's search for meaning I don't know if you've had a chance to look at that
1: one. No, I haven't read the book, but I I've read pieces of what he's done. Sure. Um, and in so much as you
0: have been finding great value in what Sean has been providing you, I'm willing to bet that Sean finds great value in what he's able to provide to you and assist you with and watch how you're developing because it is an interesting interconnectivity to all of us. And if all we're looking at is for our own self interest. It's like that whole pursuit of happiness. The paradox is, as you try and pursue happiness, you're never
1: going to be happy. (laughs) That you say that, man, I was asking Sean a question in one of our conversations and, um, I didn't know anything about Rosalind right mm. I, I don't know where it is. I know where it is now, but sure. I didn't know what it where it was, why you'd want to live there. Like yeah. I, no idea. Yeah, mountain biking and skiing. If you're into that, you'll like Roslyn. And I didn't know what 24-hour solos were when I was talking to him. <laughs> like I had no freaking clue, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I have no idea. I'm just like what okay, whatever. Sure. Th- but here's the the fundamental truth though, um I'll get back to I before I forget I want to mention this. Sean would be the only person on this planet that could have helped me. Yeah. I think so, because I wouldn't have listened to anyone else. Right person, right time. Because I couldn't say anything that would, um, that would counter what he he's been through. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, I could say, oh, this, that, and the other. And he go, oh yeah, but this. Mm-hmm. And so like this, like uh, for a ex- simple example, I could just talk about, let's say a run mm-hmm. and I'd be like, oh man, this run was tough. I, you know, I couldn't do this, that. And the other, he goes, oh, did you die? I'm like, no, did your leg fall off? Yeah. Okay. You could finish then. That's right. Just a perspective shift. Yeah. And I can't argue with that. Now, if someone else says that to me, I go, F you, man, you don't know what I can do. That's right. Yeah. So it, it was, diff I couldn't. So it, <laughs> I was, you die? I was immediately disarmed talking to him because I couldn't argue with him. There was no argument to be had in terms of, proving what I thought was correct Mm -hmm. because I wasn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's allowing your ego to die in the process. Yeah. Which was, and it's look, my ego is still, it'll take years Mm. to kind of really, it's fine. It's, but it comes out and it can get pretty aggressive and it can get pretty angry. Sure. So, but that'll, you know, in time, everything kind of sorts itself out. And I have noticed that, um, it is kind of sorting itself out. Well, being able to recognize that is the first step, right? And the second you can see that
0: something's kind of stepping out of control or in a direction that you don't like, mm. now you got the ability to affect change. If you can't even see it happening, good luck. Yeah. Right?
1: Well, before I wouldn't, I'd have no intention. Mm. So now I have intention throughout the day. At least I try to, mm. and I try to, I try to think about what I want to do. I, I don't free it anymore. <laughs> you know, <what laughs> mean? I don't, I don't, I don't like just free, like I, I try to have structure throughout what I try to do each day mm-hmm. and and purpose behind it and, and meaning behind it. So I'm not wasting my time in it. And the reality is I have zero time to waste. I'm 44. Mm-hmm. I don't want to run across Canada when I'm 50. <laughs> no. Right. And no. I went, and I got, I got a two year timeline. So that means there's zero time to waste. So that means I need to do everything that I need to do right now to galvanize as many people as possible around what we're trying to do so we can affect permanent positive change permanently. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's my goal. My goal is not to run across Canada. That's just a means of effecting permanent positive change. Cause how I re- understand permanent positive change is exactly what Terry Fox did. If I run across Canada once and raise a million dollars, great, cool, but who cares? Mm. It needs to happen forever. Mm-hmm. So really that's the question and I'm problem solving it backwards now. See, you're getting close to my question that I've uh, alluded to at the beginning mm-hmm.
0: that, uh, which is essentially. So, uh, Jason, but friend of mine, uh, ex British army been on the podcast and, um, uh, sharing different stories, one of the things he talked about was, in dealing with his own mental health, there is a uh, four pillars that kind of needed to be taken care of. Uh, sleep was one of them, like crucial, big one that needed to be taken care of. Um, exercise and diet is another one. Yeah, I think that was kind of lumped together. One was uh, like substance control, or making sure that you, nothing's in excess, even if it's coffee or whatever it might be. Just keeping those things in control. But the last one was purpose. And as I'm listening and getting to know you, uh, there is a big purpose in 2025, which leaves in my head anyways, a question mark in 2026 and 2027. And where does that leave you and what you're doing? But it sounds like you've already thought of this. I'd love to hear it.
1: The rest of my life is this. Yeah. So after 2025, it will be something else. Okay. It'd be something else after that. It'd be something else after that. I'm, I'm, I understand what I need to do at this point. I'm just trying to figure out the steps to do them okay. and how to lay the foundation for my future as well. Cause I'm also 44. I got to think about what I'm going to do for the next 20 years of my life to support myself and things of that nature, mm-hmm. but I want to do it in such a way that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So going back to the happy part in Rosslyn, wh- when I was talking to Sean. I asked him a question. I go, why did you decide to move to Rossland, BC? Like blah, 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 blah. And he's like, he turn, he, he just looks at me and goes, bro, you're not going to find peace next to a blab- babbling brook. Mm. Cause he knew where I was going with the question. Mm-hmm. I was like, why did you go to Rossland? Was it to find like right, 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 very, right. very, very, mm. small thinking. Right. And, um, not necessarily. What <clears throat> well, was the, th- the thinking I had at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, um, when he said that, I was like, okay, cool. What, okay. So then I I reflect on a lot of, I I sit and ruminate a lot. Right. And I think about what people are saying and I reflect and he was absolutely right. And I'm not searching for happiness now. I already know how to get it Mm -hmm. and I'm already there. Mm -hmm. I'm doing what I love to do right now, which is awesome. You're embracing the challenge. I am all in now and it took me some time to get here. Mm. And it's not like I'm without challenges. My main challenge really, that's the harder one is the financial piece. Mm. Um, all the other stuff, trying to figure out how to build things is kind of fun, Mm -hmm. you know, build a YouTube channel, get the director for the documentary, get this, get that, get this, get that. Cool. Um, financially it's been a struggle Mm. because I don't have much money because I'm doing a lot of this. I'm paying for everything on my own. And then also funds from my workplace are going to probably start stop at some point because I'm going to leave the job. Mm. Um, I'm currently working from home right now. And, um, so, but. I'm still transitioning out of the workplace. So it's, um, so my goal is to eventually in terms of personally for my own personal happiness to have this YouTube channel and just have these challenges that I always do and just document. And then that way people can also see that we're continuously raising money for honor house. Interesting. So the YouTube channel will be a direct source to charity. And then I can also receive an income through that too. I don't need a lot of money. Mm. All I need to make, to be honest, is 50 grand a year. Mm. If I can make 50 grand a year, pay my bills. I don't need much more. Yeah. And if I'm doing all the things that make me happy, cool. Then I'm good. I really don't need much. Mm -hmm. I suspect though, based on the trajectory of what's happened in the past year alone and the growth and the reach that's been happening. It's the inevitable that it'll be beyond that.
0: You know, it's funny, I, um, friend of mine, she's really into metrics on her business and, uh, and key performance indicators and, uh, uh, spreadsheets and charts. And, and she's going through this stuff and she'll ask me questions about my business. And what are you doing over here? And what are these numbers like? And what's your, uh, and she's throwing out some terms I, I've never even heard of. Right. <laughs> I'm like, i like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. I mm-hmm. say, what do you mean you don't? I, and i truthfully i tell her i say you know and i've mentioned this before on the podcast i don't i don't think about the money the money is a byproduct of hard work and effort and providing value to others mm-hmm. so you can put all the time and hard work and effort into something but if you're providing nothing of value that anybody else can can find in there um you you can't ex- expect a uh, remuneration or an exchange of <laughs> goods or services for a lack of value mm-hmm. if you're able to look at the end product from sort of a macro perspective and what value you're going to be bringing an individual, a community, a, a group, whatever it might be, an organization, and you bring that value, that money will be a byproduct of it. Now I've got the luxury of being able to surround myself with some people who can, uh, look at the accounting and look at things and, uh, and step in when needed, but, um. I think if I took a different perspective and I was always looking at that money, I would always be behind that. Mm-hmm. I'd always be chasing it. Cause there's always more that could be had or different ways you can squeeze it out. And I'm not looking at the value that I'm bringing others. Like this podcast, I don't monetize it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't make a dime for this podcast. Mm-hmm. My whole goal is to bring value either through education or entertainment
1: to the, to the end user. Well,
2: and,
1: and all awesome points. And I think that for me. My purpose isn't to make money.
0: Right. You're, you're, you're chasing a greater purpose. Money will be a byproduct of what you're doing. Which is fine.
1: So if, if money was my purpose, then I would do something different. Sure. (laughs) There's always that, right? (laughs) Right? But money's not my purpose. My purpose is greater than myself. Mm. It's not about me. Mm -hmm. Zero to do with me because if it had to do with me, I wouldn't be doing it. Because it's really hard (laughs) though. That's exactly it. And it would only be feeding back
0: into that whole ego thing that you were trying to, uh, to quell.
1: And, and I'm, I'm still on that journey, right? And I'm still understanding who I am and I'm still figuring that out. Right. I'm, I'm, and I'm 44 and I'm still feeling, trying to figure it out. And I, all I want to do is move in the direction of being a better person every single day. Mm. And being the best version of myself every single day, that is it, Uh, whatever happens around that awesome.
0: So with the YouTube channel, you're going to be able to provide daily documentation sort of things, quick shorts, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. provide uh, obstacles you're you're encountering Mm -hmm. and how you are overcoming them and like, there's, there's value in just that, right. In, in Mm -hmm. being able to have a community of people who are looking to better themselves. Mm -hmm. And likewise, like, I don't, you don't strike me as a type of person who's coming across as saying, I have the answers, Mm -hmm. but you say I'm on a journey Mm -hmm. and you're welcome to join
1: me. And I'm more than happy to have people on my YouTube channel who may have some answers right? and then ask them. Sure. And because I think, um, look, I'm, I'm not, a, am I'm just a guy, man. Like I'm not a tier one operator. I'm not a uh, ERT team leader. I'm not (laughs) any of these things, right? I'm, I'm just a guy who has a couple skill sets that I'm trying to maximize. Mm. That's pretty much it. But isn't that the same for everybody? Absolutely. And so I think that's kind of the messaging I would like to kind of provide is that just maximize your skills, whatever those skills are, try to maximize them the best you can and. Um, at least from my experience, it's a fulfilling thing to see what you're capable of. Totally. Like I can run 50 K a day right now, man.
0: But you're not doing it by yourself.
1: No, but in my head, what I'm thinking is like, I couldn't run five K two years ago, three right. years ago. So the reality is in another year and a half, I'll go from zero kilometers of running to potentially very for sure 80 K a day. Like anything is possible with a little bit of grit, a little bit of consistency and determination. I'm like, proof is in the pudding right here.
0: Are you finding that as you grow through this, as you grow as a runner, as you're going through this journey yourself, that it is, uh, starting to alienate some people that you used to hang around? Um,
1: it's hard for me to know for sure Mm. because the people I used to hang around kind of disappeared before a lot right. of what's happening. Sure. So it's hard to say, mm. um, I do sometimes lately, and I suspect over the next few years, it's going to be a lot more feel like a party favor sometimes. Okay. I talk about myself all the time right? and about, and not because I want to, it's because I I need to get the message out. I, You're I want, trying to promote something. Yeah. I want everyone to know the story, but I also don't want to talk about myself all the time. Sure. And everywhere I go, people are like, I have to bring it up if they don't know. Mm. And then once they know, they start asking the questions or they'll just start asking. So it's, it's, it's a constant sort of thing. All I'm talking about is myself and what we're doing, which is awesome because I'm obsessed and that's the goal, sure. but I can see how it could be, not as pleasant for someone else. And maybe someone else doesn't want to be sitting around me because that's all I talk about. And it, it, well, it's it, always the, the, the difficult
0: dichotomy between trying to, uh, promote whether it's your business or yourself or whatever it is that you're trying to do, or an external thing, something else, trying to promote that and be humble and ego free in the process. And it's like, where's that balance and, uh, I find the more you progress down your path that uh, I've been watching you on, the more other people are doing the talking for you Mm. and that allows you to be able to just concentrate on what you want to do. And as other people talk about it, it seems to build more momentum and maybe even more of a mystique because maybe they might put their own inflections on that. You might not necessarily do.
1: Yeah, no, I think, um. I want to, I want to speak to that for a second, mm. like in terms of like people raising me up or, or supporting me or, cause this is kind of, for me uh, over the last month this has been a new sort of uh, metric that I've been recognizing. Sure. And, um, it took me a little bit of time to kind of wrap my head around and, and understand how to receive it. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, I don't have a lot of money. Sure. Uh, maybe $3 in my bank account the other day. Yeah. Right. Um, w- and no complaining. This is, this is the, this is the journey that I'm on. It's all part of it. It's all part of the journey, right? Yep. And and I and I'm actually happy about it because mm. that's it means this 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 story will mean more, mm. right? But having said that, um, and I'm fully transparent with everyone. Anytime I talk to them, you know, this what's going on, this you know, sure. all these things. And um, my daughter's five. Yeah, and I started jujitsu two months before she was born, March 2017, and I wanted to learn jujitsu. For a few reasons I've always wanted to, and I also wa- I also wanted to teach my daughter jujitsu because I think it's a fundamental skill that everyone should know swimming and jitsu Sure. And so I started and, and, um, you know, close to my house, there's a school called, uh, Gracie Baja, um, white, it's in White Rock. Yep. And, uh. Now I don't go to there. That's not my actual academy where I used to go. Sure. But I would drop in there from time to time and I have friends that train there and things of that nature. And over the last five years, I've made connections with people there. Sure. And a few weeks ago, I went to drop in to say hi to the professor, professors are the instructors and, and, um, Eddie, awesome guy. And, um. And, you know, talked to him and a few of the other guys there and Eddie hadn't seen me in some time and, and he's our age, you know, in and around 40, 50 years old or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was like, oh man, it's awesome to see you. We should go out for dinner, this, that, and the other. I was like, yeah, man, let's schedule it right now. Otherwise we won't. Sure. So I scheduled it and, um, I met up with him and we went for dinner. First time ever going to dinner with him. And he he was talking to me about, um, don't stop doing what you're doing. I was like, okay, man. And he kept repeating it. Don't And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. It's okay. And he went on to share some personal things that he normally wouldn't share with people, but he felt comfortable enough to share with me because of, I guess the journey that I'm on Mm. and he isn't a social media guy. So he mentioned to me, he heard me on a podcast. And as soon as he said that, I was like, What? Someone must have sent it to him or mm. something. Right. Mm. And he said it really resonated with him. And um, so he's, he owns a, a couple schools. And he was like, Your daughter never has to pay for a jiu jitsu class. Wow. Is, and for me, that's a big deal.
0: Wow. Hell mm-hmm. yes. That's massive
1: for me. That's a really uh, it touched me quite a bit,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, so, anyways, he he said that, and I was like, man, that's awesome. Thanks, bro. I really appreciate that. And so that's just one L, one part of that story. Mm-hmm. And I'm also planning. I, I made it a, a connection with Depot uh, two or three weeks ago at RCMP training facility mm-hmm. in, in, in Regina. And I wanted, I was trying to figure out ways to get the message out even further. And I thought it would be a great idea if I can go there and speak to r- the recruits and talk to them and let them know what I'm doing and maybe take them out on a run. Mm-hmm. So this is the, where the networking starts coming in. Right. And Seb, I know is friends with uh, one of the recruiters out there, and he's also on Instagram real cops for real life, mm-hmm. Steven, awesome guy. Mm-hmm. I messaged him and he and I had a chat for about 45 minutes on IG um, Instagram video thing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, five minutes later I was like, okay, you're coming to Regina and you're going to take a bunch of troops out for a run. And we're going to talk about what you're doing, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was floored by that. And I was like, awesome. So i in my head, I'm like, how am I going to pay for that? <laughs> Cause it's going to be like a $1,500 trip. Right. That's right. Yeah. And it's $800 to fly there and then hotel and whatnot. And are they going to put you up? This is not, they're not paying for anything. Mm. This, and I don't expect them to, I'm sure. um, I'm, uh, I'm, um, it's opening the door, it's step one, mm. 1% every day. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's fine. Um, so I, uh, so Steven, awesome guy, the recruiter, he said, don't worry about where you're staying. You can stay at my place. I'll give you next, the other car, the extra car. You just drive it around wherever you need to go. Wow. And I was like, okay, so that's covered. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it, man. Um, all based off of, I guess, what I'm doing and 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 trying to raise me up. And then, so now I'm talking to Eddie still at dinner, and I was mentioning about the depot stuff, and he's like, "Okay, I got your ticket." No. Did, uh, so I started explaining everything. He goes, like, "Bro, you think it's right?" I was like, "Yeah." And "You're fine." So he said, "Just come to the school uh, on Friday, and I'll have the money for you." So I went to go pick it up, and he had eight hundred and ten dollars cash. Wow! So I can pay for the ticket. The universe unfolds as it should. Right. And that's just the, like, that was just one. Then I went that following week. So mm-hmm. that's why, uh, recently my, I've been more like this cause sure. money's not stressing me as much. Cause now it's just appearing now. Mm-hmm. So for example, well, appearing or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Presenting. Present.
1: And, um, he, uh, so a couple of weeks ago when I was in Lake country yeah. with, uh, Jared, I was up there to do 21 K Spartan race. Okay. And it was, you know, just to have fun and whatever. And I didn't have enough money to go hmm. I had about 160 bucks in my account or something. And, um, I was like, oh sh-. my, and my car isn't the best car and I didn't want to drive it up there because that probably would have cost me more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Especially yeah, <laughs> gas races the way they are now. <laughs> that and breaking down and like, yeah. it's, it's a hot mess. Right. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so I, uh the world, the universe, man. I have a friend of mine who's been a really good friend for the last couple of years. And she, her sister works for Canada. Mm. So I got a buddy pass for 150 bucks round trip. So wow. I bought that, had a couple bucks and $10 yep. left in my account. So yep. it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got there and Jared just moved to Lake country Yep. and I met him through the mental health walks that Seb does. Mm-hmm. So. Just coincident. He's like, "Yeah, bro, stay at my place. I'll drive you around." So, I, so I just, it just happened. Yeah. So then now I'm in, um, in, 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 Lake Country, and so I also have a group of friends from Edmonton, um, that were coming down to do the Spartan Race, mm-hmm. and they're part of a big community of uh, people that do good things as well, mm-hmm. and um, because you know they have a WhatsApp group of about eighty people in it, and 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 uh, about ten of them came down. And they're like, Hey Satch, we're going to go to this place for lunch on, on Friday. Come join us. I was like, I'd love to guys, but I'm in Lake country. I'm not going to ask Jared to drive me back and forth. And I'm not, I don't have enough money to cab it. And I'll see you at the race. We're good. We're good. And a couple hours later, um, Sarah, who I've met once when I went to Edmonton for, to meet these people and hang out, um, said, what's your email address? I'm transferring you, um, travel expenses. Wow. And I was like, what? So I gave her my email and she transferred me 200 bucks to help me out while I was just there. And so then I felt awkward. Yeah. Me, Cause for yeah, me, I can see that. for me, um, I've right or wrong, I've felt like people have taken advantage of me from various different times in my life. So I don't want anyone feeling like I'm doing that to them. Sure. Right. And I was talking to Jared about this and I was like, fuck Jared, man, how do I take this, man? I don't like, how do I receive this? Hmm. And he's, man, your perspective is slightly wrong here. Interesting. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you double down, they give you money. They help you out. You go harder, you go more Mm -hmm. and you got to think of it differently. It's not that they're pitting or like anything like that, it's, that's their way of contributing to the cause and the mission. Totally. People like to back a winning horse, right? Well, for, for, and absolutely. But for me, it was uh a process to get there. Mm. Um, for me to understand that, because I've never been around that. And for Jared to help me out in understanding that was um That's a big it was it was important.
0: It's kind of like that goofy old joke about a person who's uh the town's flooding. Yeah. You heard, heard that one? No, and no, he's no. at the front door person drives by, he's like starting to flood, I'll get drunk, dr- jump in the truck, right? And yeah. he's like, no, no, no. My God will save me. Right? Yeah. And, uh, then he's waters halfway up the house and a boat comes by and same thing. No, 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 no. Then he's on the roof and a helicopter comes by. No, 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 no. And then he's in heaven cause he's drowned. Yeah. And what happened? I sent you a truck and a, <laughs> a boat and a helicopter. Yeah. Why didn't you take it? Yeah. Right. And yeah. these things come along in life yeah. and quite often our pride gets in the way yeah. and, I, and I can see that. No, 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 no. I don't want to take it. And then you. And then you become more reclusive and you go away. And
1: so a year ago, I wouldn't have accepted any of it. Totally. Sean Taylor helped me mm. months ago with being okay with, um, sorting out the ego piece. He, he helped me understand that, Hey man, it's not about you. You, if you don't have money, just be honest. Mm-hmm. Like why are you hiding? Like what, who are you trying to prove to, <laughs> like what's going on? Like, no, but it's reality, right? Yeah. Like why, why would I lie about it? Yeah, I, I don't have money, but I'm, it's not because I, I'm not, I'm lazy mm-hmm. Like because it's, it's of the nature of what I'm doing. Yep. So, um, so I have had to connect with many different people to help me understand a lot of different things. Cause my mindset wasn't anywhere involved in these types of, um, ideas. So what I've been doing with the, some of the guidance and, you know, like suggestions from Sean is actively going out and meeting people. So like when it first started, I didn't like meeting people. Sure. I, I stayed by myself, whatever. I don't I didn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable. So what I started doing was, um, my Instagram, I would just randomly talk to people and just be like, Hey, you want to go for a coffee? And then I would just go. For really? Coffee. Yeah. Just, you, hey, you want to go for coffee? And these are go people coffee. that, you know, or these are just, maybe you don't know. S- just through Instagram, they, that kind of either the acquaintance right. or friends, Sure, but they were mostly uh, less, not, not, not quite friends. Sure. So, um, I would just engage with people and meet them and talk to them and learn from them and understand their perspectives and people that I would never talk to. Mm-hmm. So it was us- a lot of people like that, like, no. Hugely opening. Let me rephrase that though. Um. There were people that I would normally not have spoken to. Right. Based on how you were in the past. Sure. Yeah. So for me, that was massive and there were bumps in the road for sure, because my ego would get in the way and having conversations with these people, but, and I was listening to you and Sean talk on the podcast yesterday, there's striking similarities more so than not. Right. So we're way, I noticed in my experience we're way more similar than we aren't. We just have different ways of saying things. Mm. And we may be on different, we may be on different like parts of the same journey. Mm. So like someone may be farther, further along than the other, but we're all going in the same direction. That's right. And, um, so I, for me, it's just reminding myself of that a lot too, and understanding that and then, um. Yeah. Just being more, com- I'm trying to be more compassionate. It's a very massive tenet in the Sikh religion as well. Right. Mm. And the word's called daya D-A-Y-A and it's compassion. Okay. It's a fundamental tenet You gotta be compassionate. So I haven't been.
0: <laughs> so how does that manifest itself? Like when you talk about being compassionate?
1: Empathy. I want to be able to put myself into someone else's shoes and not judge them. Okay. And I want to, how else does that mean? Compassionate. Um. So, giving grace to people. Okay. Right. And I guess that's a Christian term, but I've, I, I, am not sure. Yeah. It yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. But I think, um, so grace not, yeah. Not judging all these things, like just being, being more, I feel more now too, actually, since I've been, um, mm. since I've been, um, working on myself, mm. I'm way more emotional than I ever have been. Like, uh, I, I was a wall. Mm but now I can cry fairly easy now, <laughs> um, which is, which I'm kind of happy about. I think I'm just, a, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like an empath. Like I feel a lot of people's energy and, and, and I can sense things sometimes. I don't know. It sounds kind of strange, and woo woo, but. Not really. You're uh, open to it now. Yeah. And uh, maybe over the years of working in law enforcement for 18 years and, and really honing my craft and what I was good at, mm. I was very observant and I'd like to. Um, pay attention to people's behaviors and the change of behaviors and then, um, responding based on that. Mm -hmm. So if I feel it may, it sounds like feeling energy, but I'm probably subconsciously observing a change of behavior and what's going on.
0: Your verbal, your paraverbal, your nonverbal, your body language, what you said, how you said it, the intonation and inflection. Absolutely. And all those things come in, but there is that gut feeling that goes with all of that. And that's based off past experiences and how you've seen things unfold. Last time I saw a person go all red in the face and start clenching their fists, they were angry, right?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. no, absolutely. That's, uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's kind of what's been happening over the last little while, man. It's been, it's been a trip, man. It's been a trip.
0: Well, they say, okay. So you're saying like, you're kind of like a wall. I see a person's getting angry. Okay. There's all these psychological and physiological responses, right? And the heart rate's going up and you're getting angry, your breathing's changing, your, your mind's racing, and there's all this energy that comes in. How much energy does it take to put that wall up and to stop it? I'll tell you
1: exactly about 400 calories burned in about 10 minutes. There you go. Where do you get that metric from? My whoop strap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'll tell you when I was, uh, when I was really dealing with major stress, sure. I, I, I monitor all my metrics Sure, because I'm active, I'm, I'm working, mm. out, I'm trying to, trying to train properly and I would see, so this whoop strap would, um, when your heart rate elevates, even if you're not working out mm. and it elevates for a long duration of time, it'll track it mm. and I'd be at work talking to someone in a low risk scenario, but it, for some it's reason. It's going up. I would burn like in an, let's say in a half an hour, they'd be like running 5K. Wow! And I would look at my thing and be, "What the heck's going on?" But I would have a response. Interesting. Yeah, and that uh, even though the wall is up, and I'm talking to somebody, and maybe they're being rude or mm. nothing major, but just being a dick. Right? Yeah, yeah. And um, it would be me controlling my myself, mm. not wanting to get angry, as my response because I'm, I'm not a flight, I'm more of a fight. Sure. And, um, but containing everything and just, but I would feel it, my mm-hmm. heart, I would feel it and I'd feel a little bit of sweat and the heart rate and all these things, but you wouldn't be able to really see me acting on it. Is all you're feeling is love back on the Instagram and and social media that you're putting out? Or are you getting people that are hating on you? I don't know. Uh, I've, it's been. I don't know why they want to hate on me. I'm just doing something nice. No, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I, I've been noticing all like very, very supportive. Awesome. Very, um, it's, it's humbling, man. Awesome. Honestly, it's humbling, man. It makes, in some days it brings tears to my eyes based on where I was a year ago. If I look at the Delta over the last 12 months, it's like, wow, man, I made it this far in just no a kidding. year. No kidding. In a year, man. It's amazing what can happen in a year of just working on things. And, and, and I get messages fairly frequently now on my Instagram, people DMing me on just positive messages or, um, Hey, I heard this and, or, Hey man, can you help me out with this? Or, and I'm like, fuck man. Like it's not, it's awesome. That's pretty cool. It's that's, awesome, man. And that's pretty neat because
0: everyone talks about, you know, how social media can be negative and you can't expect to be growing as a person or as a business or as a, whatever it might be without seeing change happen around you. And anytime you stick your finger in the bowl of water, you're going to see some ripples, mm-hmm. right? And if all you're getting back from that is positivity,
1: more power to you, <laughs> keep, yeah. keep it rolling. Speaking of ripples, I want to, I'm not sure how we're doing on time, but I want to mention this, uh, for sure before we go, because I have, I have, uh, before I start, and this plan to run across Canada has been really, uh, it's a five-year plan, right? And I mm. started it a year and a half, two years ago. It's nothing's deviated other than it's the only thing that's changed is I've, I'm making it harder. <laughs> How are you making it harder? Cause initially I was thinking, I just want to do f- what Terry Fox did.
0: Oh, now you want to beat the record. Yeah,
1: <laughs> because I can run 42 K a day now. Right. So if I have another year and a half, what can I do? Mm. Cause the goal is to run in 2025, but in, after a year of training, I can run 50 K now I could, I, it, it won't be easy, but I'll grind it out for four or five months. I could mm-hmm. do that. I could do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so then I thought, oh shit, man, if I can do that right now, how much more can I do? If I, if I train quit my, like leave my job, focus hundred percent, hire this person, hire this person, hire, like do all the things, mm-hmm. what can I do then? That's why I feel very confident based on what I did last year with nothing. Mm-hmm. And then what I'm doing now with a s- little bit, mm-hmm. and then what I'm going to do over the next year with a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see what I'm capable of. I want to, wow. I want to see what I can do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can break the record and the likelihood is not that great because <laughs> I'm, if, if you look statistically. It's not going to happen if you don't make, set that in your sights as a goal. But it's my ultimate goal right? to do it. I'm training to do it. I've hired a phenomenal coach, Ron Lowen. He's like fast as shit. Like he's getting my time down because what I need to do is not just run, um, a lot of K's, but I got to run those K's in a certain amount of time. Mm. So my pace can't be like eight minutes per kilometer running a hundred K. That's not, that's Mm. not, it's gotta be like five and a half minutes per kilometer, which is nuts. Yes, it is. Which is nuts. Mm -hmm. And Dave Proctor was doing six minutes per kilometer. Wow. For 67 days, which is nuts. Mm -hmm. So for me to do what he did and he was an ultra endurance athlete his entire life. He's done 30, 40, 50 marathons and all these other things, Mm -hmm. I'm just an athlete Mm -hmm. trying to do something and see if I can do something remarkable if given the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like seeing what's possible. Right. And, 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 um that's the story. I think there's so many stories here, Sure. but I think if we can like, if I can share anything at any point, not now because I'm still in it, but maybe in a few years down the road, once everything's all said and done, I can sit back and say, Hey man, look, you know, it is possible proofs in the pudding, Mm -hmm. this is where I was, this is where I'm at now. This is where this is happening. This is how many millions of dollars are going over here. This is how many millions of people are affected by what we're doing, like. It will be a failure if it's not permanent and like over a period of time, in my eyes.
0: This sounds like you got a book in the works too. Uh,
1: So we're working on the documentary now too, right? So that's started, uh, preliminary shooting started, um, Sunday and, um, we're going to slowly start building on it and track everything for the next two, three years. And yeah, book, whatever, whatever will help more Mm. people and get the message out, I'm up for. Right. And I wanted to mention these, these three things. I only set three personal goals for myself. Okay. Like not need goals, three personal things I want to achieve. Okay. And they weren't monetary <laughs> at all. And this might seem a bit, um, interesting for you and maybe the listeners. And I think it's anyways, I'll say, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, what let's it hear it. It's going to sound, and this is what I said to myself a year and a half ago when I first started.
2: Mm.
1: I'm going to have Cameron Haynes run 50 K with me when I'm running across Canada. And we have David Goggins run 50 K with me when I run across Canada. And the reasons are this, I'll I'll get to the third one. The reasons are this, I would have never known it was a thing had I not heard Cameron Haynes. Mm. So I think it would be awesome if I could tell him that, that he has a hand in helping millions of people. And that's a gift I'd like to be able to give him. Same thing for David Goggins. I wouldn't have started running had I not read those first t- two chapters. And again, what we're about to do will affect a lot of people. And I think it would be an awesome thing to be able to share that with someone who pr- inspired me to do that or at least not inspired me, motivated me to do that. Sure. And then number three, in 2026, I'll be on Joe Rogan's podcast. 2026. That this, that's, that's going to happen. The reason is awesome. this. The reason is this, um, whatever people say about that podcast, I think, I think it's a good platform if you want it to be. And for me, like in terms of his show. Very much so. And I think for me, I, I've always wanted to do jiu-jitsu. Mm. Joe Rogan was a massive, so we always talked about it. Mm-hmm. It pushed me over the fence and I started jiu-jitsu. I would have never known who Cameron Haynes was, had he not been on that podcast, Mm. I would have never known who David Goggins was if he wasn't on the podcast. So I'd love to be able to go on that podcast, not to talk about me, Mm. not to share whatever else is to give him the gift that he, he inspired and motivated someone to help a whole shit ton of people. And I think, um, that'll, I'll make that happen too. And I think. Those are the three things that I want to make sure actually happen. I can see each and every
0: one of those things happening. And the only way they'll happen is if you set them as a goal, Mm -hmm. they don't just happen by happenstance. It doesn't just fall in your lap. And if it does, there are reasons why these things came came up to you. Mm -hmm. I can see each one of those happening for sure. Absolutely, man. And I think it's.
1: Now I'm taking more of a responsibility on a lot of things and mm-hmm. how I kind of think of things now is like, look, if I'm, when I do all this stuff, the reality is it'll change my life for sure.
2: Mm-hmm change and, your life and change
1: everyone's your daughter's life, life, your, those around you, every your family, single person your friends, every, every sure. single person's life around me. A rising tide floats all boats. Yeah. And I think. That's an amazing responsibility that I, am actually owning now, mm. which will help inspire and motivate and drive me even more. Right. It'll push me even harder. I add more things to motivate myself. You want to know another thing that yeah. I'm adding? Cause I have to put these extra things on to get me to freaking go. Okay. I'm going to, once I retire from the agency yeah. and I, I get my pension, I'm donating a hundred percent of it. I don't want it. I want it to help other people. Right? So now that sounds crazy and people can go, oh, what are you gonna do for life or your money and this, that, and the other. Look, I'll figure that out because Mm -hmm. I'm doing that right now. Mm -hmm. So the goal is to make a substantial amount of money so I can donate all of that money and I don't Mm -hmm. need it. Right. So that'll push me and drive me to really, this, that's how I frame it in my head because I set that goal. Yeah. If I don't have that goal there, it's not gonna be an imagination, like I won't, I won't think of like that pension will be worth $2 million. Sure. So. It's just a number. It is just a number. Right. So, so people gets, and when I say people, I've told people this mm-hmm. and they're like, wow, they, they all freak out. I'm like, look, man, I'm good with 50 K a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, a, and that's a good realization
0: to find out what it is that drives you, what makes you happy, you know, fight club, what you own, owns you, right? right. The more things that you have, the more you want to ac- accumulate, the more you're going to be owned by that. Right. Um. Jim Carrey, when he was young, he's like, I'm writing myself a check for a million dollars. I'm going to cash it at this date. And he set all this whole goal and process and, and he achieved it and it made for a neat story and all, all the rest. And he later goes on and says, you know, that was a fun role playing Jim Carrey, Mm -hmm. right? That that was fun. I was uh, lucky to be able to, uh, to get that part and people all laugh and he says, you know, things have changed. Right famously says, I want everyone to have all the money in the world so they can realize that, that it does not bring you happiness, but the, the goal setting of what you're looking to achieve tends to change as you start progressing down that path I've seen in many people. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to identify now that money is not the motivator for you, you're going to have everything you need, Mm -hmm. it'll all work
1: out. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, uh, I've, I've, as as soon as I established that and what, what I need to live, Mm. then it was simple Mm -hmm. because it makes it easier to make the decision, right? Then I can, then I can figure out how do I get that money Mm. so I can live the life that I want to live, right? So let's say if it's 50 K well, okay. Let me write some proposals. Let me Mm -hmm. get some investors. Let me get some sponsors. Let me do blah, 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 blah. And then I can start actively doing things. So now I've created something um over a year time that i can actually present to people and say hey man this is what i'm doing i need help mm-hmm. Is anyone willing to invest mm-hmm. in, let's say the documentary, or maybe someone wants to sponsor me as a, as an athlete who's doing something and, and maybe you can contribute to the cause a couple thousand here, a thousand there, or whatever it is. Yep. Um, so the, now with the website, which is up today, um, which is, I don't know what the date is, but it's up today, yeah. um, and, um there's going to be a section on the website where people can do that. And they can, if someone wants to be a sponsor, they can click on there and give their information. I can contact them and we can go from there. Right. Um, there's also a section where if people want to volunteer for some of the stuff that we're doing, they can fill that out and they can help because w- I'm going to have multiple things happening throughout the years over the next, like this is not going to be a small thing. doesn't happen all by yourself. No, and, and I need lots of help. And, um, look, I already have my plan for what I'm going to do for next run to remember already. I'm going to run from, I'm going to run from Ashcroft, BC to new Westminster, 345 K in three days. Holy crow. That's the plan. Yeah. So I'll do that too. And we'll document all that. I'm going to Toronto on the uh, 12th of, uh, October to run on the, uh, Toronto waterfront marathon, October 16th. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that to pace somebody that I've met through social media, who's, um, not an avid runner, but they they started and I was like, that'd be kind of cool to meet new people and go out there and fly. And that I planned that a few months ago. Now it's turning into something else. Mm. Like people found out I was coming. Some people have registered for the marathon just because I'm going to be there and they want to hang out and just do cool things. Mm. And, um, Toronto police service, a few people that I know there are connecting with me and they want to, you know, kind of hang out and do like a 5k run and like these different things. And then my director videographer, he's coming, he's filming the entire thing while we're there. Um, he's going to interview people. So it's hopefully all he kinda, can run. No, <laughs> he's got some more, he's got some work to do, man. we were filming on Sunday. It was awesome. He's like, Hey man, so uh, I'm going to run next to you. Just don't yeah. run so fast. <laughs> I go, How's hey, that
0: going to look on camera? Come on. Yeah, man,
1: look, yeah. but anyways, it was, it's just, honestly, I'm, I'm, I feel extremely honored. I feel extremely, um, I feel, I feel blessed, man. I don't know why I feel like, no, I, let me rephrase that. I feel blessed and I know why, because I'm finally able to start living my purpose and I'm acting and speaking as my authentic self for my entire life. That hasn't been the case. So mm-hmm. you can see me as I'm slightly fidgety. The camera can kind of see it. And I, uh, kind of look all over the place when I talk and stuff. Now I've only started doing that over the last couple of years more because mm. I'm taking the wall down. And for most of my life, I hadn't shown those behaviors, mm. I controlled them all. Mm-hmm. My dad, when I was young, so, um, my brother is three years older than me. My brothers, we, we all have our own issues, mental health wise, sure. I think. And, um, my brother, um, he, he, you know, taps his foot a lot, you know, tap, mm. tap, 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 tap. And as a young kid, my dad would rip him. Mm. And he shows weakness. What are you doing? Blah, 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 All this kind of stuff. And I heard my dad say that mm-hmm. and I stopped. I controlled every sort of fidget. Excellent containment. Yeah. And, um, now I'm like, no, man. Huh. And I remember when I used to go into meetings with, I used to be, uh, very involved in the union and I would have, uh, me- meetings with management and I would always be very composed and controlled. And after those meetings exhausted. Sure exhausted, I was like, why am I so exhausted? Cause I was controlling everything mm-hmm. mentally exhausted. So now I'm like, you know what, whatever, I'm going to be who I am. If people think I'm weird, whatever if people think I'm fidgety, whatever if people think I'm not really looking at them or, or whatever it is. I don't care anymore because, um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's kind of neat reaching that point in your life where you
0: just stop caring, yeah. caring about what other people think, yeah. caring about other opinions, caring about external things. To you and just caring about what it is that you're able to provide and you're able to do Mm -hmm. and how you're
1: able to positively affect those around you. I mean, just, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Just the way you say it, right? Like it's, um, I'll say it a million times. I just feel fortunate. I feel super fortunate. I am.
0: Really looking forward to watching and tracking your progress through here. I'm going to have all this stuff up on the uh, awesome. the show notes in the, in the podcast on YouTube. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that we should talk about before we wrap up here?
1: Um, no, I think everything's going to be, um, on, on, on the podcast, every, all the links and everything. So no, I just want everyone to know. Uh, what do I want? I, um, I just appreciate anyone who's listening to this and, um. I appreciate you for having me on to be able to speak about what I'm, what I'm doing. And, um, I just look forward to many more years of doing something like this and I appreciate you and everyone who's listening. Such and the pleasure is all mine. I'm looking forward to watching you grow. Thank you so much, bro.